Alan Tayebwa, thank you for joining me today. Our newest missionary, our first missionary that we're supporting who is in Africa. Thank mm. you. Uh, you're welcome, brother. I'm so excited to uh, have this time with you. And what a joy it is to hear that we are um, uh, first missionaries for um, your body of Christ there in Africa. Well, let's um, just start with a very basic overview of Hope for Uganda. What is this ministry called Hope for Uganda that you are a part of? Um, so the background of Hope for Uganda was um, um, a very dear young man um, uh, who lives in Iowa um, wanted to to support us. He knew what was going on. Um, he we had known uh, him through his parents, um, Reverend um, James and Anita Braden, and he desired that he would uh, help us in some way, but um, uh, he he didn't know how to to help us himself, and so he kind of uh, talked with his dad. And um, they searched for ways of, of how um, they could they could support um, the work in Uganda, and so through that um, they got to know about uh, partners in Evangelism International, and then we created um, the Hope for Uganda um, ministry, and um, this is really a ministry, a church planting ministry um, that um, is helping is helping local. Uh, missionaries in Uganda to share the gospel and plant churches. Hmm. Very good. So what city in Uganda are you in and what are your ministry goals as you consider trying to reach this entire nation for Jesus? Um, I, I'm in um, a city called Mbarara. Um, this is around five hours from uh, Kampala, our capital, uh, southwestern Uganda. And um, we've been here um, recently. We've, we've been in a transition from, from Kampala for the last 10 um, years. We've been in Kampala. Um, we planted Nasa and a Bible church. And um, we started a transition to Mbarara to plant and call it Bible church. Um, and so we, we knew here we've been coming uh, three or so years ago when we started talking to our elders about uh, coming to this city. They asked us to, to start by making trips. And so we've been coming several times a year. Uh, but now we, we're settling in um, in this city. And really the biggest uh, goal is um, Uganda uh, has struggled so much. Uh, we we call Uganda a Christian nation, um, but um, so many people do not, uh, if you ask them what is the gospel, Christians cannot even answer that question. And so we, we love Jesus, we uh, go to church, um, we are religious, but we have no idea what the gospel is. And and that's that's what I was. My father um, served with the Anglican Church here for around forty years, and I I grew up at church, um, but I had no idea what the gospel was. 
uh, because there's so much that has chalked the gospel um, out of many uh, churches now. And so really the goal is to, to point people to Christ, to, to see disciples, um, to see disciples made because, uh, because of our theology, which is very shallow, um, our living um, is evidently pagan. And so even when we say we know Christ, then the way we live, um, how we spend our time and resources do not reflect what a Christian would, um, how a Christian would live. Mm. And so my desire is to reach out to young people. Uganda is a very young nation uh, to reach out to young men and women who were, who are like me, who are like how I was um, to know Christ and how the gospel changes everything um, for eternity. So what do you say whenever you engage with a young person there in Uganda and you say, are you a Christian? And he says, oh, yes, of course. How do you start engaging with him to try to discern whether he truly has believed the gospel or not? And if he has not believed the gospel, what's your typical approach to try to reach him? So the, the, the typical approach really, um, usually it is having conversations um, and you can tell from conversations that uh, the word Christian just stops at um, the lips. Uh, yeah, I go to church. Yeah, my parents were Christians. Yeah, we have been Christians for 20 years. But then after that, um, there isn't substance. And usually if it is a married couple, uh, if it is a married man, I, I start I start asking um, uh, as as we get comfortable with one another. I start asking, "How are you? Um, how is your marriage? Uh, how can I be praying for you in your marriage?" And usually, when people are comfortable with you, uh, they start sharing, um, and then you know, okay, um, uh, brother, you this this shows there's something. The foundation is 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 either shaky or um, you you're not even a Christian, um, and and we've 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 been having some uh, retreats. You get maybe uh, ten couples together. You spend two days with them, and the things you learn. And people are like, we we have never had this. Um, I, I didn't know a husband should be doing this, or as a wife, I sh this is how God designed me to to live and glorify him. And so to really see what is going on in their lives and, and, and ask them to look back, um, there could be something wrong. Um, you may think you're a Christian, but this is something that is in your head, but it has not come to the heart. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and very interesting that it would be through uh, marriages right now that it seems like God is really working on people's hearts and introducing them to the gospel. That's, that's great. What, what is your role? How do we, how is your role defined in your ministry there and what makes up uh, your time? What do you do with your, your time in Uganda as you seek to serve Christ there? Uh, so uh, the main, um, my main duty really at this point is, um, is preaching. Um, um, we've been in Nansana for the last 10 years. We've had um, a group of, of, of elders and um, um, I've been preaching more 
um, and then they kind of um, give me support and um, you know hold me accountable. So my 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 role has been teaching and then um, counseling. Um, I love discipleship, so I spend um, time in the study and then uh, sharing. It's usually with a small group of um, of students, maybe around eight. Uh, spending spending time with them and learning together, and then using that small group um, to for the church to see what um, knowing Christ and living for Him looks like as as people get to understand the Bible. What are you preaching through right now on Sundays, Mac? Oh. Um, the, we've been um, we've been growing and learning. Uh, it's been it's been uh, amazing. Um, really looking at what God, um, what Jesus was doing, even through the miracles, but really the point not being about the miracles, uh, being about the authoritative king mm -hmm. who has come and whose priority is to offer the forgiveness of sins. Uh, it's been it's been great. And um, I think before uh, um, Mark, we were coming from James. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, then Ephesians back and Jonah. So it's been, it's been a wonderful time. Amen. What are your biggest ministry needs now, as you think about the goals that you're trying to accomplish and the people you're trying to reach, what are the biggest ministry needs? Um, the biggest ministry needs at this point, I think the number one would be discipleship. Um, to 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 come to terms with the idea, with the fact that what Uganda needs is actually men and women that are discipled. Um, for so long, it has been uh, a Sunday thing. Um, we just go to church, uh, and uh, we don't even understand the basics of of of, um, of our faith. And so our biggest need is spending time with, with couples, with young people, investing in discipleship. What I have found out is those are no, discipleship is not necessarily an exciting thing. Um, and so, uh, you know, you're spending time with three young men or four just doing life together. You know, it is not as exciting as uh, when you have a conference of 500 uh, people and wow, the Lord is moving. But then after the conference, everyone goes back mm -hmm. and then a year later uh, they come. And so it, it isn't as exciting, at least in the eyes of many, but that's yet the most critical part. And so the biggest prayer point would be that the church in Uganda would see discipleship as the only way uh, that's what Christ asked his disciples and consequently asked to do, to make disciples. Um, and, and that calls for a sacrifice, that calls for um, me and my wife and the leadership here to invite these students, uh, the church, to uh, personal spaces to see how, you know, I treat my wife. I walk with, um, uh, I walk in my marriage, um, you know, how I raise, how we raise children. Um, it is that, that people are going to start look and say, 
well, we don't understand this new thing. Uh, we don't understand these churches, but there's something about them. Um, and through that, I think the Lord will be uh, calling people to himself, um, uh, good willing. I just listened to a church leadership podcast yesterday that talked about the difference between events and processes and how people get really excited about events because it's uh, you know, a bunch of people together. It's very short. It's exciting. And processes like discipleship are very boring usually for in a lot of people's yeah. eyes, but processes is where people actually grow. They don't, exactly. they don't grow in events, they grow in the in processes. And so that is so true. Do you have enough leadership and enough physical space to be able to have these types of discipleship meetings that you want to see? Are there enough uh, mentors involved who are able to disciple people? And is there enough space to meet? Um, uh, with, with mentors, we, we're really not there. Um, we, we need, um, we need help in that. Um, I, I have, I have a group of pastors that I'm working with that, uh, we help one another. Um, but one of the things we need as, as, as a minister, as a church, um, uh, working together with other churches to raise men, to, to be intentional in raising men. And, and uh, one year at a time, uh, we are seeing that happen. Um, but um, again, like you're saying, the resources are not uh, as enough. You find you find, uh, and, uh, you know, we don't have enough space to 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 even have classes. Uh, thankfully, from Kole Bible Church, um, we've been we've been building uh, our home where we're going to stay mm. and where the church is is going to start meeting from on the 28th January. And um, at least we have a place. But if we are going to say, um, I, I love investing in children, um, really a solid biblical children's ministry. You know, at this point, we don't have a space. Mm. We don't have where they will sit. And so it, it's just hard um, to, to, to get these things, the, the discipleship um, road going uh, when you don't have some of uh, some of these facilities, but at least we have where to start and um, we'll, we'll continue to pray. So the last update we had watched as a church, you were looking at the plot of land, the uh, 50 by 100 uh, mm -hmm. piece of land and thinking about you know, building there for where you would live and where the church would meet. What is the latest with that space? Um. Jeremy, the Lord has been so gracious. The Lord has um, has been so kind to us. We actually um, ended up buying um, a hundred by hundred, a hundred feet by hundred feet, uh, because the the house alone took up uh, the fifty by hundred. Um, so we bought a hundred by hundred, and um, we we built a house there. Uh, we've been building a house there that um, where my family will be staying and it has um, a, enough sitting uh, area where the church meetings will be uh, held. Um, and I think um, we are able to host around um, 50 people mm -hmm. there. And so I think that that would be a very good place to start. And um, we are making... Um, the place ready to to host people from around twenty um, eighth. Um, there, there, there are many other things that are not yet done, but at least we want to make sure 
um, if we can work on one or two plumbing areas and uh, washrooms, um, even if we are not able to work on the the whole floor, but work on um, a small portion where people can be. Um, then as we go by, at least we have a, a roof over our head um, and a place where the church can meet. And actually this evening, uh, this evening, the church, um, uh, the saints came. We were at, at this location and we prayed together, had lunch together, and um, we're looking forward to moving there on the 28th. Amen. So tw- 28th of January, that Sunday, you're looking at gathering there. What what will the weather be like, or what is the weather like in, in January in Uganda? Because I have no point of reference for what the weather would be, <laughs> be like. <laughs> So, so the weather would be um, mostly um, dry. Um, so January would be a harvest, um, um, a harvest period. So our our seasons um, kind of interchange. So uh, January, February, March would be a time of harvest and preparing for planting, and then April, May, June. Um, the plants are growing and that's kind of the rain is, is, is March, July, August, September. It is very dry as harvesting is, is happening. And so uh, the cycle goes on like that harvesting dry, uh, planting uh, wet. Wow. (laughs) No Uh, winter. No, no snow like we have. Not at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, well, you, your wife's name is Maggie, and mm-hmm. you have uh, three children. Is that right? Yes, we have three children. Um, Nila is ten, uh, Neil is uh, seven, and uh, Sherry is making six in um, in two months. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how can we be praying for your family? What are some some needs that we can bring before the Lord uh, for your family? Um, I think it. it it has been a very difficult time for for my family, uh, especially the last couple of months, um, maybe the last four months or so. Um, God has been doing amazing things. He has been, we've been so encouraged in the Lord. Uh, we've been growing, spending time in the Word, um, but the the warfare has been huge. Uh, we have we have we've had um, my family my house broken into um, September twenty second four guys breaking into uh, our home I was not home and it was it was chaos um, um, we we've had we've had um, issues of church uh, issues of discipline um, that um, that 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 really took a toll on me but also. Um, that was an opportunity for me and and uh, the elders to some of the other elders to really look into our lives and how we are living and uh, the red flag systems that we've put in place. And so, would you pray that the Lord the Lord will protect us, um, especially Mollary, uh, to 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 be careful um, to 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 pursue purity um, and to for me to to love my wife and and. And can shepherd my, mm-hmm. my my children and my family, um, because out of that I think uh, everything else um, flows out of that. Uh, that I'll be careful um, 
uh, to love and cherish and, and nourish Maggie. Um, and then um, my, I've had some health issues with my knees. We don't know what is going on. Um, um, I'm struggling a little bit in my knees. And so that's uh, mm-hmm. a point as well. And um, I pray that there that, are that many, there are many, um, as we, as the church in, in Barara um, kind of gets going, there are many churches that where people have been stunted, um, where uh, where the word really is not uh, faithfully taught, and some of young people from those churches have come to me um, and, and said, "Look, this is what is going on. This is what is being taught. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to come." And that can be, uh, uh, we're just struggling with that. We don't, we want to be here and reach out to, you know, unbelievers and, and um, you know, do that. But also when people come and say, look, you're teaching the word, we want to come. Um, we, want, we want to make sure that we're working well with other churches and being careful on the people who are coming, especially those who are touched to churches. So I'll be meeting their pastors. I'll be having conversations. Uh, some 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 leaders are very insecure um, when 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 young people say, "Look, um, this there's something wrong going on. Um, there isn't really a good um, as a as a counter at large. We don't have a, a solid biblical." eldership in churches uh, that holds men accountable um yeah so pray that uh, the lord will give us wisdom on how to to deal with um, um with the ministry as, as 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 starts to spread in this city and then finally um pray that the lord will 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 provide um for us um um uganda is 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 a nation that um, that struggles economically um, um, it's hard to to meet the church's needs by, uh, you know, the church uh, herself. It is going to take a while um, as as we help people to you know get into the workspaces and all that. Um, it is a young population. Uh, I mean, age is sixteen, mm-hmm. and so most of the people who will be coming to church will be relatively younger, younger couples. And so, pray that the Lord will provide. We have. Um, for missionaries, local local men, two in Nansana. Um, I'm working with two, um, uh, potentially three other couples in Barara. And so pray that the Lord will provide and continue to uh, build his church for his glory. Now, you said there at the start of the warfare, or were you thinking uh, true physical warfare that's happening in Uganda or more spiritual warfare? What did you have in mind when you said that? More spiritual Okay. Yeah. Um, there the, the has been uh, quite. Uh, it, it's been. It's been the opportunities to reach out. Um, literary people saying, "This is what we need. This is uh, praise the Lord." And on the other side, um, seeing um, the antagonism, um, and and it has been very evident. Um, so pray that um, the Lord will the Lord will help us uh, through that. We know um, He ultimately um, wins His sovereign, mm-hmm. uh, but 
the process can be very difficult. So do you have people who are coming, who are um, members of your church, who are believers, who are married to unbelievers? Do you have a lot of that going on? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, would would have, um, would have, especially, especially ladies would um, come to know Christ, uh, but the husbands, um, you know, the religious things are just for the women. And so they, they just, they are just out there and the, the mothers are the ones taking care of homes. The mothers are the ones um, leading spiritual at home. And so it's, it's um, the intentionality now to reach out to men and, and, um, you know, share our God given responsibility to lead mm -hmm. um uh, both in phys physical things and provisions, but also um, spiritually. Yeah. Very similar to Utah. Okay. Well, we will um, keep you guys in prayer. We look forward to getting more and more of your updates and staying up to date with what's going on. We're very happy to be supporting you as our new missionaries. Uh, we are loving what we're hearing from the Tayebwas and want to see success, gospel success there for the glory of the Lord. So thank you so much for what you're doing and, and for keeping us updated. Thank you so much. And maybe, maybe this, um, it is at the end of last year when we had a conversation that uh, um, you were, uh, uh, you know, taking us on and praying for us and supporting us. That was a huge encouragement mm -hmm. in the middle of a couple of hard months. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you have been a huge encouragement um, even as we uh, got into the new year. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Praise God. Well, 2024, new year, new chapter, uh, new meeting place starting a week from yeah. this Sunday. Very good. We're very excited and we, we want to see things uh, go well there. So thank you, brother. And uh, God bless you. You're welcome, brother. Thank you for your time. I appreciate all the saints there.